welcome to Editor's Note, as we play a long game of what if with our favorite and least favorite forms of media. I'm Charlie. Sawyer. And Jordan. And let's get into it. So today is our first analysis video, or episode, (laughs) of H2O Mermaids. And um, for every single form of media, we're going to have different people lead it as we all have different passions and some of us have watched every single episode 10 times and other people just watched the pilot and some just you know move around so today I'm going to be leading um this episode and I'm so excited I maybe led a little too hard I have written a 13 page 900 9, <laughs> word essay about H.O. Mermaids so um yeah, I'm excited. If you haven't ever seen the show, don't worry. We will over-explain everything. And as we always do. As we always do. It's very hard to do like an overall summary of this show because every single season has a very different arc, I feel like. Yeah, and especially the third season, they kind of just like said, peace out, we're going to do something different from like the end. No, but the I feel like season. the second one also. There's, it, like Everyone's just very isolated. Mm-hmm. But the overall summary I have for the show is... Three high school Australian girls stumble upon a magical lagoon in a cave at the center of the mysterious Mako Island. During a full moon, the girls take a swim in the lagoon, which turns them into mermaids. With a single drop of water, they will grow tails. The series follows them as they struggle on who to trust with their secret, their new magical powers, and growing up. And yeah. Yeah. That's that's basically it. Um, for every single season has 26 episodes, which is like a weird detail I love is when every single season has the same number of episodes. I don't know why, but already won my heart over when I was like seven. I like to title season one like the exploration season because not only are the girls exploring who they are, but the writers are so exploring like what do audience members like and are drawn to and also how does this magic system work like there are a lot of things that like go against each other at the beginning of the magic system but they they figure it out and I really like that they take a full season to like figure that out so I would say like just an overall summary for season one is that there's not really a main villain that runs through this season Uh, most of the struggles are just understanding their powers and the spell that falls under that falls over them when um, it's a full moon. There's also the internal struggle with the fact that they are completely different people now and they have to turn their whole lives around to accommodate the fact that they're mermaids. As well as the fact that they can't not trust, or they can't like tell any of them. Yeah. They've decided that they cannot tell any of their families, so it's literally just the three girls, and then after episode two, Lewis. Yeah, so I have like kind of given titles to everyone so the mermaids for season one is cleo which is the sweet and timid one she has the power to move water kind of like with telepathy and everyone wanted this power like this was the coolest power i mean i don't know if you guys wanted this power but i know i was like it's so cool it's that that's it um but what i really appreciate about cleo's character is that a lot of times when characters are labeled the nice one they're also labeled as the one that isn't the smart one in the group but i feel like Cleo is smart, and she has this, like, huge willingness to learn, and in season three, she actually is labeled as the smart one, 
um, which I'll talk about later because I feel like her character like completely shifts and I think that's really interesting. Emma is the studious one slash rule follower. Like if anything, she's just like, I can't break a rule. Um, and she's also an athlete. She has the power to freeze water. And what I really like about Emma's character is that she's both an athlete and smart. And I think that's like, again, I really like that this show does a good job breaking down character types and like gluing them together. Um, like you can have one characteristic and that doesn't mean that you lack another characteristic. And I think they do a really good job of like balancing that. And then Ricky is the anarchist with pigtails, AKA the tough one. Um, she's the girl that everyone wanted to be. Maybe they didn't want her power, but they wanted to be Ricky. Like everyone wanted to be the Ricky of their group. Um, even though I know I was the Kim. Um, and I don't even have a sibling, but I just know that that's me. Um, and she has the power of heat, like the ability to evaporate water, which is definitely not the coolest power out of all of them, but I think it's the most useful, which I really like because mm-hmm. they don't transform back into humans until they're completely dry. I think it's really interesting that she doesn't really care about people's emotions if they're being rude. Like she, like I like that all the girls are willing to stand up for themselves, and like Cleo kind of has to learn that, but she if like it's about her friends like she also like you know doesn't care I think that's like a really cool um quirk and I like that even though Ricky's the tough one all of them are tough all of them are very strong and I really like Mm -hmm. that something that I thought was interesting was even in the very first episodes I think they did a good job at establishing like an interesting relationship and sort of juxtaposition between Ricky and Emma Mm -hmm. um because Emma is sort of the very strict rule follower, very studious and academic and also athletic. And then Ricky is very, um, you know, I do what I want and I don't care about what other people think about it. They end up like kind of pairing up together, even like all three of the girls are close with each other. But those two in particular, like even though they sort of have a little bit of a rivalry at first, just because they're so different, they... Even by the second season, they start to become really good friends because they're the ones that aren't afraid to sort of experiment with their mermaid powers, whereas um, Cleo is a little more hesitant. And so I think it was just interesting that they um, set the characters up as both foils as each other, but like really good friends with each other. And I think that can be seen a lot through both just like the writing and just like the small details of like the acting and the directing that, Mm -hmm. that go into the show. Um, I'm going to move on to siblings because I think even though they don't play the most important role, I wish they did. So I'm just, yeah. So we have Kim, who's Cleo's sister, and she's like the quintessential, like annoying little sister. And a lot of her personality for act, uh, I was going to say for act one and act two, for season one and season two is just to make Cleo's life worse. She's kind of like obsessed with her older sister, um, in kind of an unhealthy way, but also probably a realistic way. I don't have siblings, like I said, uh, but I think the need to like despise and also admire your older sibling, I really like. Um, and then we have Elliot, which is one of my favorite characters. Um, it's Emma's brother, and he is like the sweetest kid. He's single handedly destroying toxic masculinity, and I just love it. One of my favorite lines that he has in season one is, My parents taught me to solve communication or solve conflict through communication. And I just, I think that's so sweet. Like, he's very just earnest and like, like, um, Kim kind of just shoves him around, and he's just like, why don't we just talk about about our emotions? And I think that's just so 
cute and him and Emma being very close I also really like that that's kind of different from Cleo and Kim um Mm -hmm. not that I I don't know I I just like that there's different representations of a sibling dynamic and I think a lot of times it's the sisters that are closer and like the brother sisters like shown as like having way too much conflict so I kind of I like that they you know changed that trope now I'm gonna move on to love interests because they play a huge role in it especially Lewis so Lewis is Cleo's love interest he is the perfect man um in my opinion as like a child I was like that is what a man should be (laughs) because he's like a nerd but he's also very confident in himself and I really like that he's constantly bullied but he just has like the greatest comebacks and he's very protective over his friends and um I think he's just very different from a lot of nerdy characters because there's like usually shown as like shy and don't know how to talk or like be social and he he is social and like he's invited to parties and he is a part of that but he's still like confident in his intelligence and his like love of fishing and I I really like that um and then the other aspect I like is that he's Cleo's best friend and it's not a typical like you know I'm her best friend but I want to be like her boyfriend because he's just happy being her best friend because he just loves her and he loves being around her and he doesn't care if it becomes romantic even though he wants it to be he's like I just get to spend every day with her this is awesome and so I like that there's not that pressure for it to be romantic because I think he's just really willing to let that grow naturally and he's not going to change his behavior to make her love him he's just like I know she loves me as a friend and that's okay and that is good enough for me Now we're going to move on to Byron, who's Emma's season one love interest. Um, He, they only kind of flirt. It's like a flirtmance. They don't really have a relationship. Um, And I think he slept on. A lot of people don't even remember this character, but he's one of my personal favorites. He's the cool guy in school. He's a surfer. All the girls are into him, including all three of the main leads. Um, But the thing I love about him is that he's just really nice and he treats everyone with respect and that's why he's popular. It's because he's Mm -hmm. just nice to people and people want to be around him because of that. Um, And I wish he was Emma's endgame because I just think she needs peace in her life and he would provide that just being like, I'm just here. And then we're moving on to Zane. (laughs) Ricky's love interest. If you can't hear the disdain in my voice, there's disdain. It's there. I think we all agree he's the worst. He just... He's mean for no reason in season one. Yeah. Like... And season two. There's and no, season three. There's <laughs> no... He's... Saying season three is just not it. Yeah. Um, But, like, he's just mean for no reason, and there's no... Like, yeah, his dad is mean, but, like, why... Why? I get yeah. you're rich, but, like, can you not just be a good person? Yeah. Like, even on, like, literally the first episode, he was such a jerk. Like, yeah. he is the reason... He's essentially the reason why the girls are mermaids. Yeah. No, there's a line where she's like... Because he... Uh, the reason that they even move on is because he traps Cleo in a boat. She has a fear of swimming. And Ricky kind of hops on the boat. And then Emma, like, hops on later. Mm-hmm. But when it's just Cleo, she's like, why? I didn't take, like, your battery whatever to start this, like, boat. Like, why are you, like, casting me, like, in the middle of the ocean? Mm-hmm. And his all he says is, because you were here. Like, and, like, that's his reason. You were here I get to make fun of anyone who just comes along. Yeah. So he obviously has a really bad relationship with his dad. Very important. Oh, the mean ones have bad relationships with their dad. Like, honestly, I kind of wish his dad was, like, a nicer person. 
Yeah. If only just, like, to enhance the fact that he's just a bad person. That gives him a little bit of, like, sympathy of, like, oh, you bullies get bullied type thing. It's just, There's like, a point where there's so much good people in his life that the one bad person doesn't really outweigh, like, why you would be mean to people. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, my one of my biggest pet peeves is the reason he finds out about their secret is because he sinks an elderly woman's boat that she's living in. And then Emma has to save him because he gets trapped in the sunken boat. And he almost is driven crazy because he's like, I see mermaids. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. what? And for his sanity and because Ricky likes him, she like eventually tells him. I am not going to disagree with you that he's not a good person. However, I am going to say that I don't dislike the fact that his character is kind of multifaceted I guess like I think the fact that he's a kind of a bad guy is I think it's interesting and I'm not saying like that he should just be able to be a bad person I'm not saying that but I am saying that if the show were different like maybe if we were taking a stab at it which is what we do on this podcast (laughs) One of the things that could be explored more is sort of maybe that more in depth of how that relationship with his father specifically has driven him to um, kind of be the way that he is. And then maybe giving him like an actual full redemption arc that sort of can then lead to him being a more um, central character. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the fact that he kind of goes through changes over the course of the series but then ultimately kind of ends up back where he started mm-hmm. is interesting no i agree i think his character adds a lot yeah and i wouldn't change mm-hmm. him being there yeah but like they definitely do need some sort of like character that is just mean yeah like they do they need that type of conflict But it's just hard that it's with Ricky when her character is like, I won't let anyone treat me bad. And then she ends up with the guy that treats her bad. If I were sort of redoing the show, like, Zane would be a character to focus on. No, Mm -hmm. I agree. And I know this sounds really weird, but when I finished H.O. Mermaids, I, like, looked for other H.O. Mermaids. So I watched Make Our Mermaids, but they have an animated version of H.O. Mermaids that has, like, Cleo, Ricky, Lewis, Emma, like, and Zane. And Zane's character is a lot more empathetic. He's still a jerk, but he does a lot of things that you're like, why didn't the, like, live action, like, Zane do this? Like, he mm-hmm. hints that, like, he's had, like, a lot more pain. And it's really weird because it's for even younger children. But we're going to move on to the bullies. Um, because at least for the first season, it's kind of important that these characters are, like, bullied ruthlessly for no reason. So we have Miriam, which is the off-brand Regina George. Um, mean for no reason. She never gets a backstory. And um, I, I, at least as an audience member, do feel a little bit bad for her because she's constantly used by Zane yeah. and by just men around her. And I think that's, like, really sad that she's just manipulated a lot by men. And I mm. don't like that. Um, and then we have Tiffany, who is Miriam's right-hand man. I love the episode where Tiffany gets crowned the pageant queen. Um, that's my favorite Tiffany episode. And I really wish 
that she wasn't friends with Miriam in season two. I think it would be interesting if her story would have continued past that um, personally and like she would grow because I think she has like a really, I don't know, I, I just really like her personality when she's not being mean. I think it's like cute and so I just, I want to see more. I'm be honest, I forgot who that was. <laughs> And that's why we have this character list. Um, mm-hmm. I love the most obscure characters also. That's true. Um, and then we have Nate, who's Zane's right-hand man, and his character is just misogynist. Um, that's all he is. He's so frustrating. I know. And in season three, he kind of gets like ten times more of a prominent role. And it's kind of weird because he's in a band with Bella, who is a main character that comes in in the last season. And... Um, I, I do really appreciate they never give him a redemption arc. They never make him seem like he can change. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, I, I would love for men to change, but that is... I don't want to say that's a lie that a, those type of guys can change, but it's... it's realistic. It's realistic that there are some guys that do change and some guys that just hang on to that patriarchy. Um should it be shown to uh, three-year-olds maybe (laughs) that like you know like the way he talks about their bodies and it's for children like that's and it's written off as a joke that's not good but Mm -hmm. the fact that there's misogynists in the world and that girls that are growing up would have to deal with that is very true to life yeah so yeah and then we have dr damon yes um who is a predator um (laughs) lewis works as her assistant, um, and she does very inappropriate things with him. Uh, she asks him to help her get out of her wetsuit, um, and he's a teenager. Like, I think people forget he's 15, yeah. and she's, like, in her late 20s. Like, that's very predatory, and she mm-hmm. uses the fact that he kind of has a little crush on her to, like, manipulate him, and it's really, really gross. Um, and she's his boss, so he can't really say no even if he was yeah. not into her. Like, like, he's 15. He's 15. Like, he doesn't understand, like, that this is even probably inappropriate and that a boss shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. She's also kind of the villain of the tail end of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, because all the other villains, it's overarching. You are introduced to them episode one of season two, two and season three of, like, this is the conflict. Yeah. And with her, it's only, like, one episode in the middle and then the last, like, two or three. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's kind of what the girls fear, that science is going to use them as experiments because she gets, like, a skin cell of one of them and, like, it reacts weirdly to water. And so she's like, oh, my God, why is... I need to research this. And so it's like, that's their fear. It's kind of interesting that they, like, loosely mentioned... Or, like, I remember Ricky being, like, we're going to get turned into experiments in, like, season one, like, when they, like, first, like, figured it out. And then they were like, oh, plot point, season two. Let's do it. (laughs) Like... It's interesting. Yeah. And then lastly, I have the prophet because she doesn't fit anywhere else. But it's Louise Chatham. Chatham? Chatham, I think. Um, and she's a mermaid, but she was turned to mermaid in like either the 50s or the 60s. And so she like hints at the girls like, hey, the moon spell and hey, maybe, you know, like don't do this or do you know like she gives Mm -hmm. them little clues and she's never very upfront which is my only pet peeve but I also love that about her is that she feels otherworldly it frustrated me because I was like can you not just tell them to like chill at the Mecca pool like it would save a lot of hurt no I agree but I love the I love her vanishing act that's the one mm -hmm. thing I love about her and it's kind of like a part of the hero's journey that there's always like the teacher yeah um and so she fits that so well 
Um, but yeah. And I understand, like, why they have, like, the moon stuff, because, like, a full moon, mermaids, whatnot. But, like, I feel like those episodes didn't do anything. I think it did things for... It didn't progress the series. It did it for Ricky's. It did for Ricky, but only Ricky. And for Emma's, but not for Cleo. What did it do for Emma's? Because it was just the first experience. It made... It added another level of, like, they don't have control over their bodies Mm -hmm. one day of the month. Those are all the characters, kind of. So I'm going to move yeah. on to season one praises and everything I loved, and we're going to move on to everything I loved. Episode one of HBO Mermaids, I think, is, like, the perfect pilot. It solidifies the relationship between the girls, and it, um, but it doesn't give away the magic. You don't know that they're mermaids until, like, the last two minutes of the show, and I really like that they don't feel like they have to explain everything about this series in one episode because I think they do that a lot especially with kids episodes but even with adult um like uh television where they feel like they have to explain the whole plot to you in one episode and it's like I don't need that I don't need to know this whole system within 30 minutes that's not what that's meant for that's not what that time is meant for Mm -hmm. um and so to add on to that I love the slow burn of information um and that's why I call this season the exploration season because they just feed you a little bit of information. Like, first, this is how they meet, and then they tell Lewis, and then they figure out that they have powers, and then there's this, like, moon spell element, and then they learn the history of Mako Island and the history of, like, humans turning into mermaids. And then they find out that, like, there's someone that's out to get them, and, like, you never get the full picture until the end of every single season. Also, this show is genuinely funny. Like, it's well-written. <laughs> And their jokes do make me laugh. Um, sometimes it's unintentionally, but I think they, there's definitely, like, it's, like, solid jokes, and there's not really pop references to date it. So I think it's just something that you will, like, people will revisit, and they will always think it's interesting. This is my, this is my biggest, like, I'm going to analyze this character because I love it so much. Love him so much. Um, I know I've already talked about Lewis a lot, but... I didn't talk about his friendship with Ricky or Emma, and especially with Ricky. So Ricky and Lewis are frenemies, and they constantly are insulting each other, and they're mutually, like, you know, trading insults, but they have this respect, and I really like that there's this, like, genuine understanding between the two of them. I think that Lewis really admires her strength, and he has this, like, deep fear that she's holding on to all this pain and insecurity, and I'm probably reading way too much into their, like, friendship, but... I think a part of the reason that he's so focused on, like, finding an explanation for all of the girls is to make them feel more comfortable and to make them feel like they can live normal lives. And he does this for Cleo because he loves her and she is already very timid and he doesn't want her to have any more fear so that she, like, has an excuse not to go out into the world. And for Emma, it's, you know, so that she can continue her passion for swim and um, that she does kind of believe in him. And then he does it for Ricky because he knows that, like, she hasn't started her life yet because she's experienced so much, like, pain in her life because she does come from a very impoverished community. And so he knows that she also, like Leo, hasn't started her life, but it's because she can't. And he doesn't want this to be another hurdle. And I know I'm reading way too much into this, but I love that he is... Okay, you know what? You don't have to nod. You don't have to nod, Sawyer. But but you can all tell that, like, he's doing this because he cares and he's doing it for different reasons for all these girls. I think we can all agree that that's 
why. Like, he's kind of obsessed with mm-hmm. finding an explanation. This detail that he has different friendships with all of them just reestablishes that his emotions for Cleo aren't because this is the only girl to ever give him attention. It's because he just loves her. And mm-hmm. I really like that. And then last, my last Leo uh, Lewis thing, I promise, is that there's this little detail that just makes me so happy. And it's in episode two, and it's when Cleo asks him a question about mermaids. And he immediately starts Googling everything he can find about mermaids and, like, becomes an expert on mermaids within a day. One of which is because it shows just how much he loves her. And secondly, it just reminds me of a friend and, like, this is our show together, and she would do that too. And so it's, like, you know, it's a fun thing that you do, but it's also, like, a romantic thing that you can do as well. And I just love that little detail. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, moving on. Love the set design of Mako, Mer- Mako um, Island. I love the lagoon. I would live there. And I like that. Um, the only thing that's really magical that stands out is the water. Like, everything else just to the naked eye wouldn't look magical. Mm-hmm. So if, like, people were just to stumble upon it, it wouldn't just shout, like, mermaids live here. They're here. There's magic. Woo. Like, you know, it's, like, very obscure, and I like that. Um, the tales are so good for early 2000s. Can yeah. I just, they True. are so, like, True. beautiful. Plus, like, the CGI with, like, the magic effect, like. It's not that, it's, it's really not, it's bad. It's not bad. You can tell they spent a lot of time on it, and I love the fact that they're orange, because a lot of times mermaids have mm-hmm. either blue or green tails, and I think orange just really makes them stand out. Do I still want them to be blue? Yeah, okay, because just camouflage, and I feel like if mermaids were real that would be a part of the camouflage but i also just like that all of them are like the same color yeah like i feel like in a lot of things it's like oh she's like the purple mermaid she's the pink mermaid like barbie mermaid thing where they can like get different tails or whatever i like that it's just orange like they're like the same species yeah does that that sounds so weird but then they have like the powers to yeah. like discern them mm-hmm. yeah. like they, and they already have very different personalities mm-hmm. so it's like you don't need that like additional like yeah thing yeah yeah and then i'm just gonna talk about my favorite episodes lastly because why not uh, i love episode 12 the siren effect mainly because i have an average tilting on bad voice so to magically wake up and like be amazing is just like my favorite thing also i was obsessed with sirens as a kid like the idea that your voice is so powerful you could send people to their death i'm not a psychopath i just thought that was really interesting <laughs> um and then i love episode 18 bad mood rising like emma sitting in the middle of a forest fire is so beautiful it's iconic and I just want someone to like paint that or like make fan art and then send it to me because like I want that on my it's just it's just a moment that's just like Mm -hmm. yes yeah the whole okay (laughs) the whole I know that we're not like super I know we're not super chill with Zane season one it's okay because he's like at least growing it's season two and season three he's disappointing the whole season two he's fine season three Mm -hmm. his everything is just okay sorry continue with your point the whole thing of him going and finding ricky on mako island and her powers are like so strong that she's causing actual fires and then they kiss (laughs) and they're surrounded by fire and she and he like faints from dehydration after kissing her yeah that Mm -hmm. is i don't know what it is about it but like that just is great to me. Yeah. Like, I think that that is so cool. And just... The mise-en-scene. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, staring, mm-hmm. just, like, still numb, and he's, like, on the ground, and there's no, fire. Literally. Yeah. Oh. I guess it's just sort of, like, showing, like, 
the potential for the power yeah. that they all hold mm-hmm. that they never yeah. really like super get into but it's like they could do a lot of yeah. damage if they wanted to and it's sort of also hinting mm-hmm. at that whole like the siren thing like yeah you know, could Death. they lure mm-hmm. men yeah. into dying from dehydration if they wanted to? Maybe I feel like they could. Ricky's too is the most like. It's interesting that she got fired because I feel like she's like the most like unhinged character. Yeah. No, I think they definitely fire follows it because very like much yeah. Emma's very like heart of stone. She's sort of cool. Yeah. She's ch- yeah. chill. Yeah. And then Ricky is fiery, so it's sort mm-hmm. of matches yeah. each other plus like their names just work with yeah their names. and then cleo's like kind of always changing so mm-hmm. she can change water and then lastly i just love love potion number nine um because it's a cleo and lewis centered episode and i just think it's like perfect and cute and mm-hmm. i also like that again he's just trying to find a solution for them and it backfires and it's just sort of like the magic's too powerful mm-hmm. and it kind of like ends to like let's stop explaining it and let's just like let it like learn it instead of like mm-hmm. finding an outside source and I love that um yeah my last statement for me is just season one I think is a great season of just television um mm-hmm. it's very well it's just thought solid. out yeah it's well thought out for a kid show in the 2000s yeah Okay, I'm going to move on to changes. So my biggest conflict with the whole series overall is the fact that it is so white. There are only two POC reoccurring characters. There's Tiffany and there's Wilfred, and they have, like, one line every other episode. So Tiffany's only in the first season. Again, she's, like, Mildred's, like, best friend. And then Wilfred is in the first two seasons, and he owns the Juice Cafe. And they um, are, like, the only two characters that aren't white. Mm -hmm. None of these characters are tied to the white experience besides Zane, because he just has the entitlement of a straight white man. But anyone else could be recast. As someone who is a white American, I don't know who I'd recast. Mm -hmm. um, But I I just don't think this cast is an accurate, like, representation of probably Australia's diversity. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, when you watch it back, you're just like, Dang, mm-hmm. all these people need to wear so much sunblock. You can just yeah. tell. Story-wise, there's two characters I want to be more prominent for season one. Elliot and Byron. <laughs> um, and so I want Elliot to know they're mermaids. Mainly because... I think that'd be fun. No, yes, I think it'd be so good. Mainly because him and Emma are so close. And there's a line where Emma says that they never keep anything from each other, which I think is very different from Cleo and Kim. So it makes sense that he's the only one that knows, like, the only mm-hmm. sibling. Plus, then you could have, like, the fun dynamic of, like, him, like, coming and, like, saving the day, essentially, and playing yeah. the Lewis character. No, and I, I, yeah, I just think they need someone else in their corner. Mm-hmm. Like, that's at, like, kind of home base. And also, it just, like, kind of breaks my heart that this, like, sensitive little kid thinks his older sister doesn't want anything to do with him anymore because she's mm-hmm. hiding it. And that just, like, hurts. Like, that imagery just, like, yeah. kind of breaks you. So I just, I want him to, like, you know, find out. I think the perfect episode for him to find out is episode six, Young Love. And he has a crush on Ricky. And when she turns him down, he, like, runs away into this plant nursery that has sprinklers. Mm-hmm. And so Ricky in the situation, she finds him. But she's trapped, and miraculously, she, like, avoids the sprinklers. Like, I don't know how, but it happens, and they escape. Um, and it's, like, it's more unrealistic than the magic itself, like, how she, like, gets out without a drop of water on her. But that's okay. It's fine. Whatever. But I would Suspend change... Suspend your believability, yeah. my guy. 
No, no, I can spend it for all the the magic, but that's mm-hmm. the one thing. It's like you, you like said the condensation on like a cup would cause you to, you know. So that's why it's like you're breaking your own rules. Again, yeah. they haven't really figured out the magic. It's okay, but um. I would change it to Emma finds him. The sprinklers go off. She turns into a mermaid in front of him. And so she, like, obviously has to tell him. Well, he's really cool because he's, like, 10. He's, like, oh, my God, my sister is a mermaid. This mm-hmm. is the coolest thing to ever happen. That sounds like him and Lu- him and Louis could have, like, a fun, like, brother Oh, my God, them, friendship. like, fishing together. Oh, that'd That's be so, so cute. Fun. But I just think it would be really sweet that he, like, always helps the girls out and he has to kind of distract Kim from finding the truth since they're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... I think you could kind of help Emma with the fact that she, like, quit the swim team. And, like, yeah. you could, like, refocus that passion somewhere else for her. I think mm-hmm. that would be really sweet. It could be something, like, he, like, he convinces his parents to let Emma tutor him in math. Yeah. And that's why she's not competing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love that we're all on the same page. Ellie, it's mm-hmm. amazing. And then also I feel like Lewis needs a break. Yeah. Like, they need someone else that they need to call. Like, obviously, having someone that has a driver's license is nice. But sometimes you're like, I'm stuck in a closet. It's a block away. Mm-hmm. Get they me out. They walk everywhere. Like, yeah, they're, always walking, they're always walking around. <laughs> and they true. run into each other in, like, people's backyards. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So so that's my, my first character I'd make more prominent. And then I'd make Byron Emma's love interest. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I think the visual of her swimming as a mermaid while he's surfing would just be so cool. And, like, a cute couple activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think that Emma's just so, so uptight, so stressed. And he's just so laid back. And they just, she needs that. She, Because mm-hmm. her love interest in season two, which I'll just allude to, but he, it's um, enemies to lovers, which is, I mean, enemies to lovers, very hot, but very stressful. Emma's? Yeah. I'll, I got notes about him. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, He, like, disappears after season two, though. So it's well, like. That's because she disappears. Yeah. But um, I think that, I don't know. I just, I also think it may be funny if he, like, never finds out she's a mermaid. Like, when she's, like, she has a thing about water. He just thinks, she's like, oh, that's just Emma. She hates water. Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I would love for them to surf, like, swim together. But I also think it would be funny for him to just be like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just her. And, like, he's just chill with, like, he, he's not, like, jealous or, like, stressed about her keeping something. He's just like, mm-hmm. that's my girl Emma. And I think that would be cute. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I just, she just needs someone that's not going to question who she is. Yeah. Lastly, on the Emma train, I think it'd be interesting to explore further the fact that she lost the one thing she was good at. Yeah. Um, she's good at school, but she's not passionate about school, and she's passionate about swimming. She loves the competition. She loves the team. She loves the friendship, and she lost that, and she kind of lost herself. And, like, in the first episode, they, like, you know, kind of show how confident she is, and I feel like losing that would just be so heartbreaking. And there's, like, one line where she says, like, oh, yeah, I miss it. There's, like, one episode where they have the sleepover with the swim team. Mm-hmm. But the, I just wish it was a longer arc for her to be, like, I lost me because swimming mm-hmm. was me. And, like... And, like, her finding something else. That would have been, like, a good substitute, yeah. too. And it not being school-related, but it would just be something else athletic. Like, maybe volleyball or something. Because mm-hmm. they have a couple volleyball episodes, so... She seems like she'd play soccer. Yeah. Or Amer- Elliot plays American soccer in season soccer. two. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Another thing I would think is interesting, which is kind of more similar if you've ever seen the show Siren. Um, but the whole town believes in mermaids. 
So I think when Zane finds Emma and he's like, there's mermaids, I want a couple of people to come out of the word work and be like, there are mermaids. Like, mermaids mm-hmm. are... Because the fact that 30, 40 years ago, people were turned into mermaids. So there has to be other people that, like, saw them or, like, mm-hmm. there has to be, like, kind of, like, a myth that there's, like, mermaids around here. And I kind of want a couple of people to, like, build that fire. Be like, yeah, there are. Let's hunt them. That, not, uh, like, because he's, like... In that no. moment, he's driven crazy. And then once he finds out it's Ricky, he's chill. I like the hunting the Thank mermaid you. trope. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I think that, I mean, obviously it's a show for children, so it's like, right. you know, you can't get I too... mean, Phineas and Verb had a whole episode where they were trying to kill the Frankenstein. I know. Like, uh, Ricky's a part of a fishing mafia storyline. Honestly, she would. Ricky would. Well, yeah, she like, she, yeah, she's a part of the illegal fish trading industry. <laughs> That's one of the episodes. I remember that episode. It's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I want that. Um, my my biggest change, and this is a long change, I'm so sorry. My last my last comment I will make is I want to fast track Cleo and Lewis's relationship. I know I said I love the low, slow burn, I love the pacing, but I just want them to get together five episodes earlier. How, how could I move up their relationship, you may ask? What wild and twisted ideas do you have? Let me tell you. Okay. So glad you asked. Um, So it would be in between episode 20 and episode 21. So just, you know, tuck that in there. Episode 21, that's when, like, the Zane kind of, like, being, like, you know, fishy about um, the boat happens. And, like, that plot line starts. So it's, like, right before that. Okay. So the episode starts and all the girls are under the moon spell and they're swimming. And during the spell, they swim like miles and miles out into open water and a cloud goes over the full moon. So the spell's broken and the girls don't know where they are. And they each swim in different directions and they go back to each other because they like, they're like, I don't see any land. Like, where are they? So birds start flying to land and um, the cloud, because the cloud wasn't just a cloud, but it was becoming a storm. And so they all link arms and they kind of just have to wait out the storm because they're like, we don't know where we are. And it's like starting to like pour. Plus that's so likely though. Like the fact that they don't have an episode like that where they just get lost. I know. Swimming in ocean. I know. I I mean, maybe like logistically it would have been hard to like film, but like. Figure it out. (laughs) No, but yeah, that's that's how I feel as well. Um, So meanwhile, Lewis knows something's wrong. Um, He is on his way to help them with the full moon, and none of them are answering answering their phones. And this isn't his first rodeo, so he knows something's up. So he immediately goes to Mako Island. Um, And at this point, there isn't a storm, and they're not there. So he realizes that the moon would have passed over Mako Volcano already, and they're probably following where the moon is in the sky because he's a smarty pants. So he starts having to do like a, these like high-level like physics equations like in the sand because he has no paper. And he like split, he's like reaching into his backpack and he has like protractors and like bow compasses. And he's like, okay, if this is here, then this... So he's just he's trying to figure everything out and he figures out the longitude and latitude. Cool, cool. So he, like, goes back out and, like, tries to find them, and then the storm hits. Um, and he's, like, kind of forgetting the longitude and latitude, and he's like, I don't, I'm just gonna go in this genuine direction. Okay, so cut back to the girls, and they're having trouble swimming, especially Cleo, because she's a much weaker swimmer, and so she's, like, semi-drowning. Like, they're, like, trying to hold her up, and she's, like, because waves keep on crashing down, and, like, Ricky mm-hmm. and 
Emma, because this is season one, like, they've been practicing and Cleo hasn't. So she's, like, kind of dying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there needs to be more life or death. Um, <laughs> kids' TV show, it's okay. But, like, you know, they're shouting over the wind, like, confessions. And Ricky's like, you know, if I ever make it out of here, I'll be nicer to people. Immediately we'll break that. And then I was like, if I'm, like ever make it out of here I'll care less about school or I'll care more about family or, or you know something like that and then Emma says like if I ever make it out of here I'll tell Lewis how I feel and they're like what and they're like you know obviously but um and then they also confess to each other like how much their friendship means because they're mainly trying to motivate Cleo to stay afloat because mm-hmm. they're like Cleo you're amazing you got you know but they're saying that to all of each other that you're like amazing you got this and then boom the lights of the boat land on the girls, and there's Lewis. And he helps him up, and then, like, Cleo's the last one, and she, like, flops on top of him and kisses him. Super cute. Um, thank you. I know. I'm a, I'm a writer. Um, and so they have to wait out the storm the whole night, and, and, like, all the girls are hungry, and so they check in, like, Lewis's backpack, and it's just full of, like, math equipment. And they're like, Lewis? And he's like, okay, without all that stuff, you would all be dead, so don't even. But it's morning, the storm has passed, and, like, Ricky um, asked Lewis, like, where are we? And Lewis is like, I have no idea. And all the girls are like, what do you mean? You have no idea where we are. Like, we're, so we're stuck. We're, we're still stuck. And he's, like, he sees, like, a bird fly over. And he's like, oh, I'll just follow the birds. And they're like, what? And he's like, how many times do I have to tell you you follow the animals in a situation? Because they know where land is. He's like, I've been telling you this every single day. Mm-hmm. If you ever get lost, you follow the fish. If you, like, he's like, I've been over this. I made safety manuals. I laminated them. How dare you? And then, so they go on, and then Ricky, like, the last line is just Ricky saying, like, shut up, and then fade out. Mm -hmm. And that would be it. So those are mainly the changes I would make. Like, really casual, super chill. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I like the addition of that episode. Thank you. It's well thought out. (laughs) I just think there needs to be an episode where they all are under the moon spell. Yeah. Yeah. And if there are, I don't remember it. And if there is, it needs to happen more than once. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think that the I, th- I think I agree with you with um, moving up when they get together because yeah. the arc that they have in their as their relationship in season two, especially when Charlotte is added into the yeah. mix, I think that that's interesting enough as it is without needing a whole lot of changes. Um, I will say... So just giving them more time together. Yeah. I just wish that Cleo... Like, as much as I do like them together, I wish they would have waited another episode to get together after having broken up with Charlotte because Lewis is, like, essentially going from... He goes from, oh, I love Charlotte, and then he's like, oh, I love Cleo. Yeah, but she's gaslighting. Charlotte was gaslighting Oh, him, for sure. But... She is manipulative and toxic and did not like her at all. But... Like, I, I agree with that pacing. I feel like it doesn't he make sense. He needs time to himself. Yeah, he needs time. Plus, like, that that also, like, gives Charlotte another thing to be angry about because not only is her boyfriend just broke up with her, he moved on, like, immediately. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, why could it not just been he broke up with her because she's a jerk? Yeah. Like. So, yeah, <laughs> True. So let's move on to season two then, I guess, which I've titled Charlotte's season because she just owns it Mm -hmm. um so my summary for season two is as soon as the girls feel like they have a handle on their power charlotte comes into the picture she's new she's new in town and the granddaughter of miss chatham's friend when cleo breaks up with lewis uh charlotte starts dating him and learns about mako island 
she too becomes a mermaid, and because of her grandmother's connection to the lagoon, she gets all three of the girls' powers. She's on a mission to destroy anyone that gets in between her and Lewis, which in her mind is his three best friends. Should we mention that the reason why her grandmother has a connection to the lagoon is that she was... Her grandmother, yeah, her was also grandmother was also one a of the original three mermaids. Yes. That, yeah, you thank know, you for that clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They so, shared a similar fate. Yes. So the only two new characters are two new love interests, basically, slash one's a villain as well. But mm-hmm. um, Charlotte's Lewis's love interest, that's kind of how she's brought in at least. Um, for the first third of the season, she's presented as this artistic, sweet um, girl that um, helps... Lewis get over Cleo because Cleo's like immediately jealous of their friendship. Lewis and Charlotte get even closer and start to date. Um, once she is his girlfriend, she becomes very possessive and controlling. And as soon as she becomes a mermaid, she has the means to overpower his three friends and isolate him. She is one of the most hated children's character for younger millennial and older Gen Z. And I just think the actress did, like, a tremendous job. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never despised a character in my life as a kid until I met Charlotte. Um, But I really like that she's not immediately out of the gate evil. Mm -hmm. There's a slow progression. Yeah. Um, And then we have Ash, who is Emma's love interest for season three and her, or season two and her endgame. So he works at a ranch and he taught Elliot how to ride a horse. Um, he starts working at the Juice Cafe. They have an enemies to lovers arc, and I don't really have a specific opinion about his character. Um, I do feel like he needed a little bit more to like earn Emma's trust in her secret. Um, he like got mad that she was keeping something from him, and that's understandable, but in every single relationship, she's going to have that problem, and I just feel like he hasn't proven that he's trustworthy, so that is my only... like. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish he, like, proved... Maybe, like, he kept, like, a smaller secret, like, mm-hmm. to... Like, and so she's like, well, if she... If he kept this, then he can keep, like, the fact that I have a tail. I don't, I don't know. I just need him to, like, prove himself. But, I yeah. mean, to be fair, Ricky told Zane and... But he was being driven mad. And? And, yeah, but <laughs> in season one, he's, like, growing. Mm-hmm. And also, he, like, accidentally has, acts, like, has seen not only her power, but, like, everyone's power. Mm-hmm. So, like, a part of it is that he would just probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. He's also causing a lot of trouble by talking about mermaids. So I think that was another person, part of it, just mm-hmm. to shut him up. But, yeah. So, season two praises. It's my favorite season of the show. Um, I think, I really like that they finally have solidified the magic of this, you know, world. I really love that. I love Jealous Cleo. We see it a little bit with um, Dr. Damien and uh, Lewis, but, like, season two, her jealousy grows, and I just love that she, like, at first she's jealous, and then they, like, start to date, and so then it turns into hatred, and I just love, I just love when the sweet one just becomes, like, the worst person ever, but Mm -hmm. I also love that everyone is supporting her, Mm -hmm. being like, no, you're right, you are right, and it's like, are you? But I I just love it. Mm Um, I think it's really interesting that Cleo's parents get a divorce. I think it's probably because the actress that played her mom had something else going on. Mm -hmm. But I do like the fact that she, like, lives with her dad. I also like the dynamic that her dad's a fisherman, and I wish they did more with that, because I think that's, like, really cute. (laughs) I don't know. I I just Really cute. Yeah, it's really cute. 
Um, and yeah, I think Zane is the least annoying in season two, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, still don't really like the character. Season two, Ricky is so funny, and I just love it so much. Um, I love how all the girls collectively don't like um, Charlotte, and I just, I just really enjoy that that they're all like, she's the worst, and I just, oh, mm-hmm. so good. My favorite episode is Lewis's party. I could not figure out what the number or name of that episode was, but it's where they get trapped in the. It's Charlotte traps the girls in a closet. Uh, well, yeah. I'll just I'll just kind of explain the episode, but like I really like that tra- Charlotte's trying to make an effort, like she's trying to like let the girls into Lewis's party and like mm-hmm. be a part of it. And then Ricky, because Ricky and Lewis are like besties, and they kind of have a sibling dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky's over it. Yeah, she's like, no. Also, I didn't mention this, but I think the reason that Ricky doesn't have a sibling is because Lewis is her, basically, her brother. Mm -hmm. So she already has that dynamic. Anywho, but she's like, I hate, like, why aren't you listening to me? I know Lewis. Mm -hmm. You don't. And the other girls, like, try to kind of, like, you know, help Charlotte, and then they get trapped in a closet because Charlotte is the worst. Um, but it's really gratifying that, like, Lewis just, like, bails on Charlotte's party to, like, go to Ricky's. Mm -hmm. I just love that so much. And, yeah. I I already mentioned this, but I just really like the slow progression of Charlotte becoming a villain. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good. Um, and yeah. I think also just the building is why the final episode is so epic. Mm -hmm. Because they just... They've seen this character be so awful, so it's so gratifying to see her demise. Mm-hmm. My, yes, my last note is the writing of the second to last episode sees change. The mm-hmm. voicemail Cleo leaves Lewis makes me sad every time. I don't cry. No, it's so sad. But I think about it, and I wrote it down because I just, I don't think this sounds like a children's show, like, dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so... I'm just, I, I'm not an actress, but I, I'm just going to read it. But, um, oh my gosh, it's just, ah! Okay, Lewis, you really let me down. I always thought that you, you were on my side and I was on yours. I thought deep down you, um, you still cared for me. I guess I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's so, ah, I don't know. I just, I. I was watching it and it just like hit and I was like, oh. I know, she's just, also I love the fact that she's leaving the voicemail and, like, every single word is, like, catching. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she's not sobbing when she's leaving this voicemail. It's after she's cried she's left this voicemail, which mm-hmm. I always think is the most vulnerable part in, like, being sad is mm-hmm. the trying to cheer yourself up or be, like, I have somewhere to be as you are, like, breaking, as you're, like, breaking mm-hmm. down. And I just, oh, I think that's so good. And it's just really impactful. It just shows that they're, like, meant for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Season two is my favorite season. Mainly, I love the fact that there's a battle between mermaids instead of the outside world. I like that they changed the conflict. And, yeah, it's very emotional because love is a battlefield. Mm-hmm. I think it also just, like, made sense thematically. Like, I feel like it just made the most sense coming off of season one. Like, I don't know. They are, you, like, know the characters, so they actually they have the opportunity to really have, like, fun with it. Yeah. And have fun with the magic. I... Personally, which, I mean, kind of going into, like, changes that we'd make, I just was not a fan of the fact that they, like, held Charlotte over the moon pool in order to get rid of her powers at the end of season two. Okay. Like, I I feel like that was a bit out of character for them. 
Because, like, yes, they're very fed up with her, but I do feel like that was a little mean, I guess. Like, I feel like it would have been more of just, like, she got pushed in. I mean, I could I could definitely see that. I think a part of it was Or they that... dropped her in the water. Like, they just needed to drop her in the water. It's the fact that they held her above and then dropped her. Maybe that's a part of the magic. I don't know. I agree it's very violent. But like uh, Jordan said, I think that there's a darkness to their power. Mm-hmm. And you see glimpses of it. And I think this is one moment where you definitely see that these powers could be malicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Um, my changes are, I think, Ash, again, just needs to prove himself. Um, you know, like I said, like, the other, how everyone else finds out is because of something, like, much more important than just, I don't trust you anymore. You know what I mean? So I just think he just needs to do something else. Or, like, Mm -hmm. accidentally finds out instead of, like, just kind of told. (laughs) But also, because these are my changes, Byron and Emma would still be dating. And it would be really cute, and Byron would just be like, yeah, a Charlotte girl doesn't sound good, babe. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Do you want a muffin? And she'd be like, yeah, I want a muffin, because he's the freaking best. I feel like he would just be like a teddy bear. Like, he'd be there when Emma needs emotional support. Yes. And, and then he, he would just no be drama. mentioned yeah. when, like, she doesn't. Yeah. Like, it's not a main storyline, but he's there, and we're happy. Um, and then remember Tiffany? We all remember Tiffany. I want Tiffany to like get close with the girls because I need someone who isn't a mermaid to also hate Charlotte. Like I need it not just to be them, but everyone's like, yeah, Charlotte's kind of like a psychopath. Like she, she's kind of crazy. And I just think like you know Tiffany serves her purpose in season one, and then in season two she's like not Marianne's friend anymore, and she's like, hey, let's be friends. And I think her and Ricky would have like a cute dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I wish I could change the fact that Ricky and Zane are not dating. But Zane is just so important to season one, season two, and in season three that you just can't, you can't take him out of the equation. Mm-hmm. I just need less of him. I don't even know what else I would, like, change about it. Just because, like, I feel like season two just had the best flow. Yeah. Like, it just made thematically a lot more yeah. sense. What would you take out? What would you add? It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Almost. I- this is a little hard because I mainly watched, like, I watched, like, the last few episodes of season two. But I kind of wanted, and they showed this a little bit, but I wanted Charlotte to be a little bit more sympathetic. Like, I get that in the beginning she was yeah. nicer, yeah. and then it's sort of a gradual thing. But maybe, like... It's probably just because I only watched those few episodes. But, like, from where I started, it was sort of like a... She's just kind of... Yeah. She's just kind of, like... She's She's given not enough redeeming qualities. No. Yeah, she doesn't seem like a teenage girl. Yeah. I think that's Mm -hmm. a part of it. So it's a little bit... I don't quite understand, like, why Mm -hmm. Lewis was into her. And I don't... I do think, like... The whole thing with the girls are kind of not wanting to accept her into the group. Yeah, that's be... the that's the main thing. And she feels like it's her birthright to be a mermaid. She was like my yeah. my grandmother, and you kept that mm-hmm. from me. And like she said that like oh my grandmother went to Mako all the time, which means she was a mermaid. Like the girls already kind of know like oh you're you're probably related mm-hmm. to a mermaid. So I think that was a part of it. Um, I think it's yeah. I just yeah I just wish that like. 
Also, her tactics are, like, very, like, crazy. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. like she literally cuts them. Like, she's like, oh, he doesn't want to talk to you. And so they respect him. And then he's like, why don't... She's like, I guess they don't like you anymore. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, you know, when they call, she, like, deletes their number, like, silences it or whatever. And, like... takes his phone. Yeah. She's like... It is psychopathic. Like, it's, like, on another level. Mm -hmm. I agree. I wish... I think another part of it is just, like, she really loves Lewis, and mm-hmm. Cleo had to say one thing, and he was immediately back with her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that adds to the fact. Yeah. I feel like she should, at that point, though, just be like, I deserve better than you. Yeah. I mean, and maybe she's, like, grasping onto Lewis, because that's also, like, a... He knows about mermaid stuff, so it's, yeah. like, what is Who she... Who else? Yeah. Who do outside turn to? Yeah. But it's also just, like she's so frustrating and then she's like they do like the thing where he like goes and gets like the necklace and she's like sympathetic at that point but i just wish she would have just been mean to him at that point like like throwing the necklace i don't yeah i don't need like a slight redemption arc for her of being like nice to lewis like if you're gonna do redemption make an apology yeah i i just need more reason behind it like if she's gonna be on that level of like not sympathetic i need 10 more reasons Mm-hmm. Because her yeah. mother's also really normal. Like, mm-hmm. not that it has to always be a parent thing, but she has a lot of support. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she's that's definitely a part of it. rich, too. Th- yeah. That's what I was... Like, got the episode, money. The episode yeah. where they do the party, I was, like, I was, like, looking for reasons, like, to try and understand her motivations, and then they throw... She throws that party, and it's very clear that, like, she's sort of from... Or she's trying to, like, induct... Lewis into like Mm -hmm. this higher society like they have these fancy hors d'oeuvres and they have this like really nice deck and they are playing jazz not to mention that sorry but she literally tells her mom like that the party is like tomorrow and they got all of that food and like to be fair her mom like has a catering company but still like that's like a lot of money and so it's like I'm not saying that like the presence of her clearly being wealthy like immediately like says something about her character but it's like in this case it just it doesn't make sense why she's also just kind of awful because it's like her mother is her mother clearly loves her she clearly has like a stable family life Mm -hmm. they don't introduce any other like reason why she kind of is the way that she is other than the fact that she feels like she deserves to be a mermaid and you know she's trying to keep lewis from you know being happy (laughs) kidnapped by cleo or whatever so it just like it didn't i'm not gonna say that it didn't make sense for her character but it sort of just added that like she's the worst and look at all the money she has (laughs) yeah so annoying of her yeah, at least Zane does have that one thing where his dad definitely, like, there was things going on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that justifies everything that Zane does, but it at least gives you some inkling of why he's so awful. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I just think Cleo's, like, or not Cleo, like, Charlotte might be, like, just legitimately. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need her to be redeemed, but I want a few things that it's, like, yeah. oh, she's, like, an, like, She's a little bit likable in mm-hmm. these circumstances. Yeah. I, I thought maybe if she was bullied in other schools, she's used to being left out. Mm-hmm. And, like, the one thing where it's, like, 
I have a family connection. You're kind of the ones mm-hmm. that like stole my thing. Yeah. For like maybe that. I don't, but, I, and I just need one line maybe about that. Yeah. I just Where she's she past trauma about yeah. being left out. I wish that she would have like maybe just like had a conversation with her mom. Like maybe like her just like breaking down because she kind of does break down like one time to Lewis. But like other than that, you don't see her like have sympathy or yeah. cry or anything. Emotions. Plus, it's kind of frustrating because she complains about them like not liking her and not wanting her in her group but then like both emma like then she goes and like does the whole like thing with rick at um the what is it the the birthday no the aquatic area oh yeah yeah um, with cleo she clearly goes and breaks the rule and then she's mad at cleo for it like that didn't make sense and then she's mad at um emma for trying to help her control her powers like, I understand in the point of, like, she already kind of knows, so it's kind of frustrating that Emma's trying to, like, teach her what she already knows, but it's also, like... They do reach out. She's trying. Yeah. They act... She acts as though they just simply shut her out. I mean, to be fair, Ricky kind of does, but, like... They try... They're trying. They could have tried harder, but they also could have... They could have not even tried. I mean, what could... What else could have they have done? Because she, like, shuts them out completely. Yeah. Yeah. If they hadn't tried at all... Like, that would maybe... Like, if yeah. they had not tried at all, and then she goes, and she has, like, a horrendous time trying to get her powers to work, or she's, like, mm-hmm. she, like something horrible happens because her powers are out of control, and they just absolutely refuse to help her, like, try and control them, that would maybe be a, yeah. a reason for her to have sympathy from the viewer, but that doesn't happen. That so. doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, like, after... Like, she's, like, a jerk to Ricky. Um, Emma and um, Cleo still are trying to help her. And it's just, like... Yeah. Bro. All right, let's move on to season three, which I have titled The Fall of Zane. My little summary for this is... The water has turned against the girls. Emma has left, Cleo got glasses, and now there's another new mermaid in town, Bella. With help of a free sea diver... They try to understand what's happening to Mako Island. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so cool. So crazy. Yes. So there's um, four new characters. So there's a new mermaid, Bella. She is a singer and becomes a sweet one. Again, Cleo got glasses, so now she's the smart one. She can turn water into jelly, which is the worst power. It's so weird. I, I'm so sorry, but th- that's such a weird power. I mean, I think it's cool, kind of. It's But out of all the other options. Yeah. I do think I that mean. they were probably just like, we don't want to give her ice because that's like Emma's power. Yeah. So they don't want to be like, oh, we're replacing Emma. But no, yeah, I agree. I feel like the jelly thing and ice kind of do similar things where if they both make it a solid, like they both yeah. change it. That's true. That's a good point. Plus she's not as like an op, she's not as much of an opposite as. No, yeah. Um. Emma is, so it wouldn't really make sense for her to be ice because, like, her and, well, her and Emma, her and Ricky have chemistry. They don't have as much chemistry as Ricky and Emma do. I, I agree. So. I really like Bella overall, though, even if they don't have yeah. the same chemistry. I do wish that her story wasn't based around Will. I yeah. really like her singing aspect, and I mm-hmm. wish... If she was going to have a love interest, it would be someone that was in the band, since music's so important to her. Obviously mm-hmm. not Nate, but, like, anyone else. Like, no, there could she... just be, like, a random person. 
Doesn't she not like Nate L? She hates Nate. Yeah. Everyone doesn't like Nate, but he, it's his band, so it's sort of like. Literally, so frustrating. Anyways. Then we have the love interest, Will, Bella's love interest. He is an athlete and also smart, and I really like his character. And if anyone replaces Emma, I think it's more him than Bella. Yeah, yeah, Because he has that, like, drive, and him and Ricky have such good chemistry. Because mm-hmm. they, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just really good. Um, and... Yeah, like, it's very similar to Emma's personality before she became a mermaid, like, the little glimpse we got, I guess, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I appreciate the fact that he calls Zane out all the time. I love that Zane feels, no, like, literally. really nervous around Will. I really like that aspect. And I just think he's probably my favorite new character. I think mm-hmm. he was probably actually a needed addition. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I just really like him. He's a good balance for Zane. Yes. Even if we don't like Zane. Yes. <laughs> So we have Ryan, who's Cleo's love interest. Um, she needs help understanding the moon pool and, like, the rocks that are, like, at the moon pool because he studies rocks. And she trusts Ryan. Um, unfortunately, she shouldn't have because he, like, you know, investigates and he brings a lot of chaos. Um, but because she's not with Lewis, like, he's kind of her love interest. Mm-hmm. But then it's very obvious that he likes her way more than she likes him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kim also really likes Ryan, and he's, like, way older, so... I barely remember Ryan. Yeah. I, I just think he could have been brought in as, like, Lewis's friend, mm-hmm. and there didn't need to be any romance. Yeah. Um, and then we have siblings. Sophie, who's Will's sister, she is... I hated her. <laughs> I, I appreciate her character, mm-hmm. though. I don't like her character, but I appreciate her. Um, she, like, micromanages Will's life, and she's, mm-hmm. like... It, that's it's really toxic how like much she she's macro upset. micro macro manages ma, yeah she very much manages it she manages a lot but she manages him on every single thing yeah um and she's obsessed with zane like since the moment she saw him she was like mm-hmm. oh my god that's the devil for me um and honestly i do think they make a much better couple than Zane and Ricky just because i love when talk mm-hmm. i don't love when toxic people are together but if I don't want a character I love to be with someone I hate. So I want two people I absolutely hate to be together because yeah. then I can be like, ew. <laughs> ew. Ew. Plus, um, like, yeah. Loki, why are, like, both of, like, the villains in two and three redheads? No, I, that was my next little note. <laughs> I love her hair. As much as maybe I don't like her, I love her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think I'm going to move on to praises. Yeah. Um. I like that they didn't hold back on how awful Zane could be. I really love seeing him dig his own grave. He really, he really does not. Yeah. 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 Just. If I had my way, I would have Zane and Ricky break up a little bit sooner. Um, but I still, I still know that their relationship is kind of like a huge part of everything. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing him fail at love. So part of me wants it to be like they break up sooner and then another part of me wants it to be longer because then I get to see him squirt more. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the conflict that they keep on changing it and I like that it's human versus nature now. Mm-hmm. I just think that's like that's like the ultimate level is like when water attacks mermaids. Like how can you get more than that? Like that's yeah. the final that's the final boss level or whatever. <laughs> I don't play video level. games. <laughs> um, we just beat Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really like the new necklaces. I do think they're cute. I 
I definitely want. I want ride. both the locket. And no, genuinely, I want one I so want badly. So bad. Um, and I kind of wish that the girls wore both of them because mm-hmm. it's like, don't forget Emma and or like that they, huge stage of their life. You know, or they could do something where they turn like they put the gem in the locket. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how that would work, but like doing something yeah. or making the gem a ring or a bracelet. A bracelet. Oh, that would It'd be, be a cute. really cute bracelet. Yes. Um. But I like to see Cleo's dad finding love. I know that's really yeah. silly, but I just, I like that he's, like, happy, because I think he's just a really great father, mm-hmm. and... It's fun when the parents, like, get a happy ending, Yeah, too. I just, I love that. Um, and I love that his partner's just really sweet, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy that Kim and uh, Cleo get a lot closer. Mm-hmm. They're still sisters, they still hate each other, but I do think there's a little bit of growth, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that growth. Um... I love the free diving element. I think it's so interesting. I love all the scenes that are around that. There's a lot of stress because that sport is so dangerous. And so um, every time it's shot, I'm just like like at the edge of my seat. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it adds a new element to this world. Like, obviously, this sport is in our world, too. It's not just like a fictional sport. Yeah. But I love the idea that they have found a person that is the closest to a mermaid Mm -hmm. anyone could be. Like, he has very similar abilities to, like, swim and hold his breath for a really mm-hmm. long time so they found like the closest a person could be to like magical if that makes sense yeah so I really I just really like that mm-hmm. and he can like actually swim with them like he can be with them more than like Lewis could because like not that Lewis can't swim but yeah, yeah. it's another thing to relate on yeah um I know I, here's the thing I hate saying this because I love Wilfred and I love him as like a shop owner I thought he was like I don't know I just liked his vibe Mm -hmm. but I also love Ricky being a boss she's so good at it and it makes me feel so happy that I think she's finally found her thing she's also like really close to being like a mafia wife Mm -hmm. like the amount of time she has to clean up Zane's schemes is so like Mm -hmm. I'll clean this up for you you know like it's it's so I just think it's frustrating Mafia. how, so like, it kind of, like, came to be, if that makes sense. No, I agree. Like, that's so irresponsible to just be like, want to, like, manage this business? Yeah. I bought it, so now you have to, like, deal with all of uh-huh. it. I hate that. And they're 17. I know. Like. I know. I agree. I think it's seniors. so, it's so toxic, but I think Ricky's really good at it. I mm-hmm. hate the relationship. I wish yeah. it was just her opening it. Yeah. But, or she gets it in, like. Yeah. Whatever, but I... Like, yeah. I love the fact that she has the job, but I just wish it would have been more just, like, Wolf, like, her, maybe in season two, her and Wilfred kind of built, like, a buddy yeah. relationship. No, Wilfred gives her more responsibility, uh-huh. and I agree. And then, and then, then it could like, be, like, a father-daughter sort of relationship, yes. because her and her father don't have a great mm-hmm. relationship. That would be really interesting. Yeah. I don't know, and I think, yeah. And then, like, eventually, maybe he gives it over to her when she graduates or something, because yeah. he's, like... I have enough money, I'm going to, like, sail around the world or mm-hmm. something. I think that would be really cute. Like, that's the finale. Or it's literally just, like, he, like, left it to her. Yeah. Like, that would make so much more sense. And, yeah. like, as a partner, that's irresponsible. No, like, as, yeah. for Zane. As a romantic partner, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I appreciate there were, like, I appreciate the, how adult, Cleo and Lewis are about mm-hmm. him leaving. I feel like it's, I am going to say that's one of my changes that he would say for the whole time because it doesn't feel like H2O Mermaids without him. I'm kind of moving to changes. Yeah. I have more things I love. So I'm going to just really quickly, that's one of my things. Um, but I do like that they don't like break up. Um, 
But mm-hmm. yeah. Will and Ricky have so much chemistry. I just love it. Um, I like that Ricky and Zane don't get back together. If he has to stay there, if he has to be there, mm-hmm. I love the fact that he, she, like, doesn't get back together with him. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, yes. Go off. Yes. Um, and I love th- I love that Cleo's the smart one. I think mm-hmm. it's really interesting because we've seen her work at their aquarium. We've seen her be really interested in stuff, in science. Like, mm-hmm. marine biology is science. And I think they kind of just gloss over the fact that she is also very, like, smart and science-minded. And I just yeah. love the fact that she is the one that figures everything out. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I just really like that. And I think that's why I would have loved to see Lewis with her that whole time. Because mm-hmm. he would just be like, oh, my God, I have such a smart girlfriend. Like, I just mm-hmm. think that would be so cute. Plus, like, they could do science homework together. Like, Yeah, I just need scenes like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, And then I'm just going to say I love, if you want a feel-good moment, if you want nostalgia, watch the final episode. Because it's just really cute. It's mm-hmm. a just it's a it's a good finale. What mm-hmm. I would love to have Emma just come come in like the last like no, little literally. bit. Yes, but I think it's a good fi- like it's as good as a finale could get mm-hmm. because of the circumstances. So I'm gonna move on to changes, and I think maybe we'll have a little bit of tension with the changes. But I want Bella and Will never to get together. Mm-hmm. They're constantly miscommunicating. It's so aggravating. Every single episode, they have to figure out what each other are saying, and. Mm-hmm. I also don't really feel any, like, romantic chemistry. Like, they both just are kind of staring at each other. And mm-hmm. it's not with love. It's just, like, you know, the camera, like, pans to the person. And so you're like, oh, they like them. But there's no, like, love in their eyes for that person. Mm-hmm. I would have had Ricky and Will get together. Because I think they have really good romantic chemistry. And it, it wouldn't be that Ricky would treat. But um, it would also add to the fact that we you could still have conflict with Zane. And Will, because mm-hmm. Zane's, like, really jealous that Will and Ricky are together. And so, he like, that element that Zane's still there would be there. But does that make sense? <laughs> but yeah. she wouldn't have to be in that toxic relationship. I don't know. I just like the idea of Bell, Bella and Will because I feel like they're just, like, both, like, very sweet souls. I agree, but there's no spice. <sighs> like, they're very sweet, but, but because that seems like they're... Siblings. I would change. They also look like siblings. That's a part of it. Yeah. They look like siblings, and they're just, they give off Ken and Barbie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, that is true. And I just, I, I think mm-hmm. I need I would. I, I want know. them together, but I would change the way that they, like, do it. Like, I wish it would have been more just, like, Bella's like, hey, I like you. And then just, like. I wish Bella was more assertive. Yeah. I think that's my thing. But still, I've, I I love Ricky and mm-hmm. Will together. Um, I wish that Ricky and Zane would have broken up season four. Um, it's when... Episode four. Episode four. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Episode four. Uh, because that's when Zane tells her that they're bankrupt. And I think she would immediately, like, realize how... This man is just... The worst. <laughs> yeah. How he, like, feels like he can't communicate to her. Like, mm-hmm. she's a partner in this business and in this relationship. And he... You know, mixing work and relationship is like the worst thing you can do. And Zane literally said, "Have me figure out how like to break my relationship up because I'm just that bad." Yeah, yeah. It's just it's horrible. It's awful, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they do break up, and I I feel like it whenever they break up, he would immediately go to this. But he says, "I'll expose your powers. I'll tell mm-hmm. people if you break up with me." Mm-hmm. And I want Ricky, because she has the power, 
to, you know, heat people. Mm-hmm. And the human body is a lot of water. Mm-hmm. To just go full on and dehydrate. <laughs> Am I taking a page from Heroes of Olympus, House of Hades? Yes, maybe. Okay, absolutely. But I just heard like doing it and then doesn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like she and he's like she's like yeah you can, but you won't live to see it the next day. Like mm-hmm. you could expose Plus, me, like, she but would, I can kill you. <laughs> she would totally say that too. Oh yeah. Oh, she yeah. would just be like I can turn you into beef jerky. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but who has the power here? Mm-hmm. Who has the magic here? Mm-hmm. You have your words i can literally destroy your life like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i don't know um it's getting a little dark but i just mean like i wish she had kind of a moment of like Mm -hmm. oh oh you want you want to you you want to go Mm -hmm. you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. um and then yeah after that episode her and will start dating um and i don't know because the conflict could still continue once zane once ricky breaks up with zane And he starts to beg, he, like, starts to beg her, like, Mm -hmm. for her back immediately because he's the worst Mm -hmm. Um, in in real life or in in the show. I'm not saying, like, these are my changes, but I just want more begging. That's my change. I'm just, like, I want him on his knees. Mm -hmm. I want him crying. I, like, I just, well, I just want him to Mm -hmm. realize that she's the best thing that's ever happened to him and he's never getting her back. And I want that to red in his face. Um. But yeah, again, I really don't like Zane, but you like can't get away. Like he still needs yeah. to be there for all the things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, on a lighter note, <laughs> on a less uh, aggressive note, mm-hmm. because Emma and Elliot are gone, I think Kim should know. Um, I think that would be a good end to the sibling story to to end with trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I the thing is, I feel like I don't. I don't think that Kim is mature enough. No, is the I. Thing. I agree, but I think she could, like, she would mess up at first, but then mm-hmm. she would, like, figure it out. But I just think that's a good cap on their story. Mm-hmm. And Kim never knowing just feels weird, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like Kim yeah. would just, like, figure it out. Like, she I, would. I would want her to, like, figure it out, and then, like, on... If you want to build, like, trust thing, it could be literally, like, on the last episode, it's just, like, a line being like, oh, I knew. Yeah. To Cleo. Like, literally, that's all it needed. No, she's known since episode one. She's known... Well, she's known since, like, the pageant episode. She's like, Mm -hmm. I've known since... Yeah. I think that would be... Yeah. I don't even know, like, a since when thing, but I would rather have, like, just, like... Her figure it out. Her... I feel like her, herself, would figure it out, too. Because, like, it's not like she's stupid. Right. Like, she's not dumb. She's She's very observant. Observant. Yeah. She's a brat, but she's observant. Yeah. So, I feel like she probably does know. Yeah. And it's just, like, not addressed. Yeah. I would just like her helping Cleo. I think that's what I want to see is her, like, covering for Cleo and there's no money around it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, maybe second to last or, like, when all the, like, when everything kind of comes more real and, like, like, the conflict's more dire, maybe Mm -hmm. that's when, like, she, she, like, tells Cleo, like, I've known. Mm -hmm. You obviously need my help. Let me help you. Sort of, like, vibe. Um, yeah. This is even, this is, like, just for me, but I would love to see Byron and Bella's band. 
Honestly, I feel I, like he could rock out on the no, keyboard. No, I, I think he couldn't play anything, but he's so nice. He, and, he, like, no one is going to tell him. And he, he brings stands. in a lot of people. No, he plays the tambourine. Yes. I want him just to play the tambourine and, like, no one. He and, like, would, though. He, he would. would. He'd have fun with it, too. He'd no, be, like, he would dance and he would do yeah. choreo. And I think it would be so. And I would mm-hmm. love. I, I just think. And also, since he's popular, he would mm-hmm. just bring in a lot of people yeah. as well. So I think they'd just be like. He, no. Does he have any rhythm? No. Mm-hmm. But. But. He's Byron. But he's Byron. Right. I know. You you didn't like Byron, and now I'm bringing you into the Byron train, okay? He just, like, I didn't pay it. He wasn't. He, he wasn't on your radar. And yeah. now that he is, you're like, he's a great character. <laughs> Charlie was right. Okay. <laughs> if you can't see, that was a mega eye roll, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And this might be a stretch, and it would completely change the plot, mm-hmm. but I want to see more Charlotte. I disagree. I think she was done at season uh, no, one. No, I think she season was two. done, but I just, I want there to be a connection. Like, mm-hmm. maybe her like new stepfather is the person that's, like, investigating Mako Island for the, mm-hmm. for the, um, mm. you know what I mean? The resort, was that season three? I don't remember. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. But I, I just want there to be a connection. Like, maybe Ryan's, like, her cousin. Like, I just mm-hmm. need there to be a closer tie to mm-hmm. Charlotte, to the, like, final villain. Because, mm-hmm. like, you could either do, like, she's just, you know, the, Ryan's, like, her cousin. That's, like, a weird quinky dink. Or she could fall into the moon pool. But that just doubles her powers, and now she can control, like, all the ocean. And it's just, like, crazy. Like, she's, like... Mm-hmm. But like I said, I also like the fact that it's just kind of nature going against them, like magic going against them. So also, I hate that change that I made, but Mm -hmm. it's just me kind of wanting there to be multiple seasons that they make of what could have happened. And I just get to like watch and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously, but like I said, that's like a fake what I would change. That's just like a personal one. I just feel like there wasn't anything else to do. I do wish there was some sort of like leaving explanation yeah thing. i agree because like she still theoretically goes, goes to, to the, school and they school. like see each other every day yeah like you know they're i think it's the second to last but like when they're taking their like finals mm-hmm. and she's just like in the background she is <laughs> no if she was yeah. just in the background randomly mm-hmm. i think that would be funny yeah or like because it's just it's not like you can just because you like disagree with people, you can just like not yeah, talk to them. Yeah, she can't like be like, "Hey, mom, I used to be a mermaid. I can't prove that now. Mm-hmm. I maybe did a thing. We kind of got to leave the country. You know what I mean? Or it's something like they're walking by her house and yeah. they see that it has a for sale sign. Yeah, or it's just sold. Like yeah. something where like yeah, I just need I need a resolution with her. I think that's yeah. what I mean by I want more of Charlotte. I just mm-hmm. need more of a resolution. Yeah. That maybe leads into season three because mm-hmm. season two is perfect and we don't change anything in season mm-hmm. two. Because, like... Well, we do, but... <laughs> we don't, like, want more Charlotte. It's just, like, don't... I don't like when characters, like... Just fall off of the place yeah. of their... Yeah. I don't like when they just, like, leave without explanation. Yeah, I agree. Like, even if she was a villain, even if I didn't like her, like, I still want to know where she went. Yeah. Like, yeah. where'd she go? <laughs> Yeah, my last two are about Lewis. <laughs> um, like I said, Lewis would never leave, of course, because it does feel like a different show without him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me, but it just doesn't feel complete. And I think it's because he's just 
that character that kind of mm-hmm. ties everything ties the mermaid and human world together yeah and so without it it just feels kind of weird mm-hmm. um and yeah and i would just love to see lewis and cleo working together to figure out the comet and mm-hmm. the like water working together and like like i just think it'd be so cute to be them to for her to be like okay so this material is used in this which mm-hmm. is also this and he's like okay i'll run the numbers like i just think that'd be so cute um mm-hmm. and yeah but that's like i do yeah. understand having like the lewis leaving like i understand it i think it had bad placement like maybe putting it in a farther episode than where they put it because i feel like it was just kind of like a how can we make this day so bad for Cleo that not only her boyfriend is like leaving the country to go to the other side of the world, yeah, but her sister is also actively trying to ruin her dad's happiness. Yeah, I I like, don't know. I think it was just I think it was lot. more of an actor thing. I think the actor had a contract thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how why Emma left. I think that's why Lewis had to leave. Yeah. So I don't think they were intentionally trying to make it like the worst day of her life, but they they did it. They, they did. They saw their opportunity to make mm-hmm. it like the worst. But I like that she was very mature about it. Yeah. She was like, I gotta wear my glasses, push them mm-hmm. up, and be the smart one. Also, like <laughs> figure where it out. where are they like I understand them ending it on Mako because like their the dad gets married, but like would she not drive him to the airport? Yeah. Or, like, go with him to no, the airport. No, it is so weird where he's just like, okay, bye. Like, he gets on like... a boat and just leaves. Like, he would, would he, would they not just, like, get up and, like, go see him in the morning? Yeah. And, like, actually send him I, off? I wonder if a part of it, maybe this was written in and they cut it out, where he's like, oh, yeah, I should be leaving in, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he's like, I've decided not. And she's like, go. Yeah. Just just go. And, like, she still has to be there for her dad's wedding. So I think mm-hmm. maybe that's a part of it, too, where she's like, I can't technically can't leave yeah my dad especially with kim i can't because he was kind of like i have to leave tomorrow morning like he has to leave on monday morning so it's kind of like why would she not like be at the airport with him like i understand like setting wise it doesn't make sense because like beach town why is there an airport what are we doing here and they only have like four different sets but like i I, like i need more it doesn't make sense yeah (laughs) i needed more of an ending exactly but yeah especially like it's lewis like it's Lewis. Why is that it's how he Lewis. ends? Like, yeah. good for him for getting in the States. But, like, or in the program or whatever that he right. got into. But, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's all my notes. <laughs> it's It was an end of an era. That was quite an episode. That was quite an episode. Hopefully, this is like great enough. two-hour episode. You know what? I got good notes. You can't <laughs> tell me I wasn't detailed. Oh. And I, I did my thing. I mean, it's a good show. Like, it's a solid show. Obviously, we have things we would have changed. But, yeah, like, overall, I think the writers achieved what they were going yeah. for. This, this show knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to be something different. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. It also, I don't feel like, wasn't too campy. I think it was the right amount. I think yeah, like they it, it led was a into good, it, but they it was were also a good amount of campy. Yeah, they saw mermaids. They were earnest about it, mm-hmm. but they were also like, there can be funny coincidences that happen because of mermaids. Yeah, everything's harder. Mm-hmm. They kind of played the what could go wrong game, which is what you're supposed to do when you're writing a script. Of like, you have the situation, mm-hmm. how many things could go wrong, and write that everything goes wrong. Yeah. And I feel like that's what the screenwriters did. Within they were the like, show, there was some, like, logistic things that kind of annoy me. Like, 
I like what they did with Ricky with Ricky's first like moon affecting thing, but it was really frustrating on how she saw the moon, like the whole like reflecting thing, like that. That's as, what like, happened. To that was like a film Cleo person. Too. I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, as like a film person, they had to have used like a light or something, and that was like the moon. Right. Like, yeah. It it just annoyed me. Like, plus like the other two girls literally. Like, open the door. No, I think that was, was my biggest right conflict with uh, Emma. Mm-hmm. It's because they think they're all outside and Emma's yeah. the only one that's affected. And it's like, what's going on? Yeah. But maybe a part of it was just that, like, the moon, like, had to grow strength. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, that doesn't make sense. But, may I, like, a part of me, like I said, I get them <laughs> the having sprinklers to, like... annoy me, but the logistics and magic stuff. Yeah. Like, I understand it, like, enough makes sense where you don't need to question it but it's just like i wish they would have just like put a little bit more effort into like that part that's that's why i said that season one was exploration because they Mm -hmm. really were just throwing things on a wall Mm -hmm. and being like that works that doesn't work and they were intentional with what they chose worked Mm -hmm. but i do think they were definitely like we need every like we need this to happen so we have to break our own rules. Mm-hmm. But if we always break our rules with this one thing, then people can dive into maybe there's something deeper there. Mm-hmm. And we can explain it and maybe we don't. And that's okay if we don't. Yeah. And I like, I appreciate that. Um, I think a lot of times with, especially American television, we feel mm-hmm. like we have to explain everything. Yeah. Um, every, every, down to everything has to be explained. No, literally. And that is so frustrating. And obviously, I don't think they not like they they obviously explain everything like they don't mm-hmm. leave us in the dark about anything. But I do appreciate they're like some things can just be left to your interpretation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. It could be like, like, why? Why are the powers happening? That's up to you. We're not going to mm-hmm. explain the powers part. We can explain the mermaid part, but you can Good you figure it out. Like, there doesn't have to be a reason why. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, the magic relates to the mood because of the tide, because the tide affects the sea, but they don't ever have to say that, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. They never had to blatantly be like, oh, because the tide, like, you know, it's like, just figure it out. They know the audience they're catering towards, and, like, it makes sense. Like, as a 10-year-old, I never questioned it. I was like, yep, the water's attacking. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Like, I don't need to know anything. They know what they're catering towards. I would have loved to be like... Um, like a lot, like I don't. When did this like actually release? Because it's early two thousands. Yeah, I watched it on Netflix. I did too. I would have loved to see what it like was like when it like first came out and the like fandom, the fan theories. Yes. Oh my god. Because yes. I'm sure that's probably what fueled like Zayn and Ricky together. Like I feel like that like put them together. The early two thousands had YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. The fan things that we made for them. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I despise that though. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, I understand season one, but I don't understand season two and season three. Mm-hmm. Ricky and Zane together. Does that make yeah. sense? Even though he's, even though season two he's like not as bad. I'm still like Ricky. What are you doing, mm-hmm. girl? You deserve better. <laughs> you deserve better. Come on. You're like, hey, girl. <laughs> like, uh, uh just, mm-hmm. th- or like not even like her being like. Ob- not oblivious, but, like, tolerating 
his yeah. stuff, but also, like, why are Emma and um, Cleo not being like, hey... You deserve better. You, yeah. As a girlfriend. Yeah. Maybe no. Like, I've that, had friends in bad relationships where I'm like, you need to break up with him because he is toxic. Yeah. Like, I do wish that stories, the but, girlies did say that. Yeah. That, that's another overall change. It's like, being like, this isn't healthy... Mm-hmm. Like, they never really talked about, like, their relationship with, like, others, other yeah. than, like, a, ooh, like, that type of gossip, like, sleepover yeah. gossip, kind of. Yeah. I know, they never push her with Lewis, which actually I appreciate. Mm-hmm. They never push Cleo and Lewis together, but it is so obvious that they both love each other that they should be like, hey, mm-hmm. do you like him? Yeah. And she could be like, Like, having yeah. those conversations, because, and then, yeah. yeah, realistically, they would have that conversation. Like, maybe it's an unset off-camera thing, but, like... I would have loved to see, like, them, like, like them kind of, like, doing, like, the argument of, like, oh, I don't like him, you like him, I don't like him, yeah. I like, you like him, like, that type of thing. Or especially them with Lewis, because yeah. maybe they, because maybe they know that Cleo would just never say it because she's so shy, but Lewis yeah. would. Yeah. And they could be, like, she likes you, dude. And or Rick- be, like, it's at her own time, like, I don't want to make the first move. Or Ricky, like, literally having, like, a heart-to-heart with Lewis being, like, yes. if you break her heart. It's I done. love you, but oh my, no, but you're she has done. All, but she also has that conversation with Cleo. If you break his heart, like she has a conversation with both of them. I will hurt both of you. I will hurt both of you if you hurt each other. <laughs> she so would, though. She so would. That would be so hurt. She's such like, like Emma's a mom character, but I feel like Ricky is like the aunt. Yeah. Like Ricky's an aunt, for yeah. sure. It's like if you break this kid's heart. Yikes. Yeah. Good luck. It's over. It's, it's over for it's you. It's done. It's done. Yeah. And I, I wish Emma and, uh, uh, oh my God, Ricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did I forget Ricky's name after I said it a thousand times? Yeah. I wish Emma was the one that approached her to be like, you deserve so much Emma better. would too. Yeah. Or maybe it would be like Cleo and Ricky were like, talk, were like doing something and then Zane comes and does Zane and Cleo's like, why did he just say that to you? And then it's, like, a whole, like, oh, he's just like that, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, no. Yeah. That's not okay. And then maybe Emma and um, Cleo are, like, we need to have an intervention. Yeah. Cleo would be, like, what if Lewis said that to me? Mm-hmm. And then Ricky yeah. would be, like, well, he wouldn't. And she's, like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, why are I we- mean, I don't want Lewis to be the example of the perfect man. But, like I said, he is He's the perfect this man. world's version of a perfect man. Yeah. He's not perfect. How freaking dare you? <laughs> I mean... Okay, I, his hair in season okay, one, no, absolutely that's fair. not. That's fair. I, I love his bucket hat, though. I wish they oh, kept the hat. Yeah. Every, they took away his hat season three, and it made me sad, because I'm like, change his hair, that's fine. Mm-hmm. His hair looks so much better in season two. I Like, so much better. Did. Well, is it still like the shaggy cut, but it's a little bit more prim and proper? Yeah. I don't remember. I think so. I just I remember like liking his haircut hair. better. Yeah. I don't like him with short, short hair in season three. I don't mind it. I think they'd, it's a good... It just, it doesn't make him look like a teenager. Like, it's very mm. clearly now he is an adult. It's mm-hmm. like, that is a 30-year-old playing a child. You know what I mean? That is a 30... Thir- like, I don't know I if I can now looked, see your smile lines. I don't know if he liked 30, but he definitely looked like 25. Yeah. That's for sure. Or Zane. Honestly, Zane mm-hmm. didn't look like a high schooler at all during the entire thing. He definitely looked like an adult. Like. Yeah. Because I think during that time, because I remember he was in a different show, but he was playing an adult in that show mm-hmm. as he was playing a teenager in this show, which is always really weird when it's like. Mm-hmm. I do think they cast all the girls really well. Like, yeah. I think they all yeah. cast, like, 
their age. Like, they grew up. Like, yeah. this fashion definitely aged them down. Like, the pigtails with Cleo and, honestly, Ricky in season one a lot. Yeah. But, like, I think... Also the fashion. We never talked about the fashion. The fashion's pretty good. For the 2000s, like, yeah. it definitely It's, like, tamed down, but it gives you nostalgia. I remember wearing, um, like, three tank tops and then mm-hmm. a dress over that and then pants over that dress. Because I only liked the top of that dress. Mm-hmm. And so... But, like, why were you wearing three tank tops if it's a dress? Well, because of, like, the V. Mm. And I wanted all the colors of the dress to be, like... In, and when I say V, I mean, like, it literally shows, like, only my collarbone. But like, I was like, scandalous. I have space. I have space. <laughs> I have space. I have space to add. I was definitely a kid that was like, I need mm-hmm. to add and add. And I was like, if they both have flowers on them, then they're matching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was not that kid. I did not have that many TikToks. Yeah. I, I was just, I was a little fashionista. What can I say? But, yeah. I love, I really want Cleo's jeans in episode one. Honestly, I'd wear all of their fashion. I would. Like, now. Too. Yeah. Like, Loki, it's kind of come, like, it kind of made a loose comeback. But, like, I don't think people will get behind wearing, like, the two, um, like, the tank top under a tank top. Yeah. No, I just I don't think that trend's gonna come back. It will never come back. And I'm happy that it's not. Mm-hmm. It's suffocating. Yeah. But I, yeah. I do think they've, like, done things to attempt to make it come back, because it's, yes. like, especially, like, color blocking and stuff. Not mm-hmm. that color blocking didn't exist pre-tank top era, <laughs> but, it like. It was a staple. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that Lewis is, like, the king of bucket hats. Yeah. And I, and bucket I love that they're not cute in. bucket hats either. They're, like, ugly mm-hmm. bucket hats, oh, and I bad. want them. They're fishing bucket hats. I know, and I want it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I was like, should I buy hats for all of us? Honestly. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, like, a part of it, for me, at least. Of, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we're just rambling on and on. Mm-hmm. We'll probably cut out the end the sh- part, but... Uh, the show knows it's knows what it's doing. The, sh- like, props to this, um, the style coordinator. No, that's not what it's called. The person, those costume the, designer. Yeah, props to the costume designer and the set designer. Yeah. Because they worked together and they were like, okay. We're making a masterpiece. We're making a masterpiece and this is the mise-en-scene. And the director was like, cool. Shout and out to the music did. guy. Yeah. The, like, background music. Like, mm-hmm. I hear it and I'm like, H2O. H2O. Okay. I will say, like, the, the ending, like, I understand why they sung the theme song at the end of the thing. But they say, like, the like, the chorus line um like three different times like I was watching it on like 1.5 times speed and I was skipping through the music because yeah it's music um and literally every 10 seconds it said the same line and I was like it's that repetitive yeah no it is but but I love the like just the Mm ambiance music where it's and like when you hear it you're like oh something sad happened which obviously like that's how music happens the 2000s Um, music loved that though but I, I love that you could just, like, I knew if you gave me a line and you gave me that music, I could be, like, this episode. Like, I couldn't say the episode number, but I'd be, like, this is what happened. Because mm-hmm. it's just, like, so, like, sensory, like, overload with that music. With that, um, this is the end. This is the end of our first episode. Mm-hmm. 
And as we say at the end of every episode, we truly wouldn't change a thing because then we would be out of a job. Um, have a great day. Follow us on TikTok and on Instagram. Editor's Note Podcast on all platforms. And yeah. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>